Not the same with him. I know he was just—he was so enthusiastic, and every time you talk to him, his eyes lit up. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Gal Roscoe's Bodacious Horror Podcast. I am not Gal Rokotansky, and I'm not Roscoe Harold Vacant. Uh, and this week, uh, we are going to be talking about some films. Uh, which, which is a good idea for a film-based podcast. Sh- surely We've is. finally discovered that. Aye. Talking about films. And trying to talk about less films this week seems yeah. to be the theme. Um, and we'll, we'll also maybe doing a half-hour segment on the Jimmy Savile documentary. <laughs> and we'll be exclusively naming some other celebrities who we, we've held. Uh, some rumours about as well. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be yeah. a belter. I, I've heard that Robbie Wilkins. <laughs> no, no. Right, that's enough. Right. I've, heard that no. a, I've heard that he wants a bread maker. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, seriously, man. he doesn't want anybody to find out because you know Robbie Williams yeast, yeast infection. Right. Pop star. So, girl, what films have we watched this week? Uh, we watched Chaw, Chaw, which was a Poundland special and was very special. I loved it to bits. I think that we should. You're not supposed to tell people how, how amazing how it is. Oh, it's pure brilliant. Pure brilliant. More about how brilliant it is later. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So um, we watched Chaw and we watched House of the Devil. Yep. By Ty West. And um, the Innkeepers. Yep. And. Vicky. Yeah, the, we watched two shots by uh, the filmmaker Bill Palmer. Um, so Bill Palmer, know. which sounds like a magic <laughs> trick. <laughs> <laughs> so Gil's making a hilarious hand gesture as, uh, as if he's palming a, a bill. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we go any further with that, and we also watched. <laughs> we also watched the living want me dead. Yeah, as well. the well, the the short version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Which you can find both of on Vimeo, which also has a short interview with Bill Palmer on in yeah. in between them. So yep. that's probably far more entertaining than us. Yep. Go and go and watch so go and them do on that. Vimeo. And we'll just do our thing. Yeah, just look up Vicky, V-I-C-K-I, and, and Vimeo, and you will find a 45-minute long video on there. And uh, you, can, you can download it. If you, if you just search for Vicky on Vimeo, you're going to get a hell of a lot of stuff that's nothing to do with Bill Palmer. It's so. uh, Gore Deval. Yeah, if you do a search for Vicky and Love and Won't Be Dead, that'd be... That's... Really yeah. Cool. So, so, yeah. 
Um, okay, so maybe uh, which should we start off with? Will we start off with the short ones then? Yeah, yeah and, that seems like a plan. And build up to because it's two. What we should do is the two doubles first, and then rant about Chaw. That sounds because like I, I think that sounds like a good plan. Because when I bought Chaw, I thought that Chaw was going to take up like the bit at the start of yeah. the show where we usually talk about a film that's not all that amazing but it's kind of cheap and schlocky and when i was watching it if it hadn't been two in the morning i was going to send you a text message going the headline film this week is chaw <laughs> so the, the the films that we've previously watched that i the girl described there as cheap and schlocky include uh, the descent uh, <laughs> bad taste <laughs> So well, bad taste. I mean, like <laughs> some various other. Um, well, the design's not cheap and yeah, schlocky. We tend to go for indie and low budget. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the, the, the first segment. So, um, the the. Uh, this so we'll go for we'll go for indie and very low budget to yeah. start with. Cause, yeah. Because um, they're awesome. So the first the first one that we watched was uh, Vicky. Because that's the order that they're in on the video. Yes. <laughs> so we watched Vicky by Bill Palmer. Um, his homage to John Carpenter's Christine. Yeah. Which, uh, in the interview in between the two films, uh -huh. he said that he wants to do some other John Carpenter homages mm -hmm. and call it Carpenter's Workshop. So I would, I would really want to see that, as long mm -hmm. as he doesn't just aim to make Carpenter's Workshop and mm -hmm. therefore maybe cheapen the uh -huh. good work that he did in making Vicky, because it's... It's a really good, especially if you love the film Christine, uh -huh. it's got lots of little nice references. Yeah. The, so, I mean, the 80s music. The, the film is, uh, essentially we've got a character, um, Leslie Waterhatch, yep. who's a kind of a geeky kid who, um, who's a kind of, what would you say, kind of late high school kind of guy. <laughs> Very late high school. Yeah. Like, I think he's the guy that played him looked about thirty. <laughs> so but that's that's what we're trying. I think so that's what they're trying to go. You might go to like that school that they all go to in Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero, or Greece. Yeah. Or it's <laughs> like, excuse me, miss, I have to, I have to go out for a minute. Do you need the toilet? No, my menopause has started. <laughs> I have to so, stand yeah, being a large so, fan for the next half hour. I'm having a hot flush. <laughs> So Vicky um, had a five hundred dollar budget, um, but I I think that he should include the the price for the car. <laughs> I think that that is the star of the yeah. show. So, right. Okay. So it's also with Leslie Waterhatch who is this kind of geeky kid, um, and he is he rides past on his bike. Uh, he rides past uh, this girl the, Ashley and. Or, uh, he, she's like the Megan Fox character yeah. of, of this particular Transformers. Uh, <laughs> and our bully character, who's called Brendan, and has uh, has two friends. Um, Which is a brilliant name for a bully, because you just know that he ended up bullying people because he got a lot of shit when he was young for being, for called, being called Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he gets, he gets chased and beaten up by, by this gang of kind of... Uh, I don't know, punks or jokes No offence to anybody called Brendan, by the way. Particularly not, not the, not the Brendan that I love from the 13th. No, not Brendan O'Hare. 
Mr. Teenage Fan Club in Mogwai. Yeah, exactly. Him. So, so, yeah. So they're the only Brendan that we know. Is is a lovely, lovely guy. So our, our evidence but, suggests that Brendan's are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm completely wrong <laughs> on something, and I should uh, I should apologise to because uh, it turns out the HP Lovecraft's name is not Hewlett Packard. It's, uh, it's Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Harry, right? Harry Potter Lovecraft. So well, that makes sense. Yep, just correcting a mistake from last week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, bad taste. <laughs> bad taste is set in New Zealand. <laughs> so, there we was go. Was it me that said it was set in Australia? I think it was probably me, to be honest. Yeah, because it's New Zealand. Yeah. That's why they mentioned Auckland. Yeah, I knew that. But, but I just, uh, that's what it is, the, the heat of the moment. It does get steamy in here. Yeah, so um, so our main character, uh, Wesley, gets beaten up by this gang of punks and he finds this uh, T-top Camaro. Um, yeah, it's a yellow, yellow Camaro and it's... It's, uh, I don't know, it's all well, it's, and it's, it's, it's just been covered in little bits of twigs because it is his <laughs> car and obviously he's not going to fuck it up. Yeah, so the the car actually belongs to, to Bill, um, the director. It's his so. personal car. <laughs> I wonder if it's actually called Vicky. I bet he calls it Vicky now, even yeah. if it wasn't. Yeah. So so this car, he, he decides to buy it. and. But that's, of course, in tribute to Vicky Cristina Barcelona. There we go. Wow, yes. <laughs> it's oh, not. Wow, fact fans. Girls on the money once again. Wow. The money. Oh. <laughs> Because of course I think this this was made before Vicky Cristina Barcelona and also it's Cristina in that film, not Christine. Yeah. So but I mean this, this is quite recent though, right? That's I don't know when this would be. It's quite I, recent. I think it's like this it's, is this is the most recent picture, and then the last. It one. has been made since I was born. So. Wow. I, I class that as recent since I am so young. <laughs> you are very young. That's very. True. That's true. Very young. So he starts to to clean the, this car, Vicky um, gets gets it cleaned up, and then it start the Vicky starts to respond to his to, to his advances. Er, erotic advances. <laughs> there there is a money shot, and it cuts to this <laughs> this hilarious uh, money shot type scene. So it's yeah. very cool. Um, so as the film progresses, uh, our main character Leslie becomes more and more. Um, more and more like Vicky in the sense that he becomes more and more eighties and confident, and uh, <laughs> and he starts starts with bravado, using crazy eighties language. Like yeah. he says to Ashley at one point, "I have to drain my snake before we boink." <laughs> Some other stuff. The um, only the only thing that I thought was missing from this was when he buys the car. Mm-hmm. Of course, in Christine, that's uh, that's. An amazing scene with that that line, a man with a good car doesn't need nothing except maybe for pussy. <laughs> Which yeah. is uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Right, right. I, I think it's Harry Dean Stanton that sells in the car in Christine. I haven't seen it in a while, yeah. but but if it's not, I still just picture that being Harry <laughs> Dean Stanton saying that line. Yeah. So Vicky um, Ashley is in the car with uh, with. Uh, of character Leslie, and she and he leaves uh, to drain the snake, as they say, and um, Vicky gets jealous and starts 
playing yeah. a song that, that kind of, a, a terrible 80s song that indicates that they can only Yeah, I didn't it. actually know that song. Yeah, I didn't know it. I, I didn't know, maybe it was more popular in America. Hmm. Yeah. And sh we get this brilliant Evil Dead uh, Yeah, all the, the reverse. Yeah. That's, that's what they're doing. They basically just put some tape around their neck and then pulled it off, but then shot it in reverse. So, the actress is actually really you good at acting like, in reverse. You know, this is like being in a... It's like, this is what he says on the like, interview. It's like Fangoria. So, it's like being with Tom Savini here, the master. Tell well, us I, how it was done. You can tell that's how it was done when you're watching it, though. <laughs> I know you can! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm not... I'm not, like, pulling back you're, the cup. You're, you are. You're ruining the magic of the, mo the movies. They were only pretending that the car had actual sentient thought. <laughs> That's not real, Ross, I'm sorry. Oh no, the best bit, like uh, when um, in the middle of that sequence it comes up, it stops saying eject tape and starts saying kill slut. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, yeah, so what did you think of it overall? I, I really enjoyed it. I, I haven't watched a lot of short films for a while. I used to when Channel 4 used to do the shooting gallery thing ah, right, at night and I always used to watch that because there would be some really brilliant short films yep. and this is this is an example of a really brilliant short film yeah. so is The Living What Me Dead but it's, I think it's more of a a sales pitch for mm -hmm. making the bigger film yeah. which we'll talk about I have to say it, I just thought this was insanely well made and I just I mean for the budget that he, he, he mentioned, I mean, I really, again, find it really difficult to believe the the budget that was quoted, but, I mean, it just it looks... <laughs> yeah, so you good. fucking liar! <laughs> it just it just looks so good, and... It does. The the blood, the, the bit with the wheel spin uh -huh. on the, oh, on the guy's head. That's... That was on my leaf bore. Yep. That's it's absolutely nuts. Yeah, it was... I, I really love this. Um, I want to know if it broke the leaf blower. <laughs> uh, and the director to his credit stubbed the blood himself. Yeah. Stubbed <laughs> the fake blood himself. So yeah, definitely recommend that. Get a look at it. Do a search on uh, Vimeo or Blip TV for Vicky and the Living Won't Be Dead. Um, and the, the next... And if you get the, the Gore Duval one, then there is... I think that's the only one that's actually up. I don't think you can see you Vicky can, independently. No, I, I, that was the only place I could find yeah. Vicky. But you can find The Living Want Me Dead yeah. separately on Vimeo and stuff. So, but, do you want to talk about that then? Yeah, that mm -hmm. was... I, I thought that was a nice little hint at a larger film. Mm -hmm. That's... So, that movie, again, stars... It's the same, the the same, same actor. I, didn't take Denny's name. I, I don't no. remember. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, actor. actor man. <laughs> yeah. So that's her, her character is called Harold. I liked you in that thing you did. <laughs> I liked him in both those things. I, yeah, I liked him in both of the yeah, things. Yeah, so um, her character Harold is being chased through a neighbourhood and it's clearly Christmas and there's, there's decorations up everywhere. Um, and there's, there's, there's Christmas music playing. He's being being chased by a kind of hot girl. Yeah, so it's like a, slabbering. So the setup is basically like a, a a typical zombie movie, and that there's this character being. Well, it starts. The whole film's kind of like a flashback. Yeah, because uh -huh. it starts off with him being chased, and then then cuts to him from before that. Mm -hmm. 
sorry, that's that's the very nature of flashbacks. <laughs> this is informational as well. So as you're he's, saying. he's covered in blood, and he's uh, he's got these wee Santa shorts on. Yeah, so it's like tiny short shorts that he's wearing. I've I've I found that both arousing and disturbing. Yeah, I felt that too. I was uh, I got a scary boner. Or a, a Christmas candy cane, <laughs> as it should be referred to. <laughs> when, what is this? When finding images of Santa Claus <laughs> erotic. So he calls his friend Teddy. I don't know if that's his real name, but he calls his friend that. I don't know, but he had wild as fuck hair. Was that the same actor as well from the, the previous one? Did he not play uh, his one fat friend? <laughs> Brendan's one fat friend. They all, have, they all have to have a fat friend. That's... <laughs> But that's what she referred to as. But that's, that's why I never became popular like, in school at all. I didn't have a fat friend. <laughs> if, if anything, I oh, was... Oh, man. Like, so there actually, was the void was after Phil. Yep. So there you go. Um, so we were introduced to this and we, as viewers, assume that this is some kind of airborne zombie virus because he's... The way he's acting and he's yeah, trying to stop his friend from getting exposed. Don't open the window. Yeah, you, you think that it's, uh, from the start, you think he's running away from people that have been infected and it's just going to be your average kind of zombie movie, yeah. but in actual fact it's not because it's a, it's a localised infection mm -hmm. because it's him that spreads it. Mm -hmm. but so he's, it's based on pheromones. Yeah. And, yeah. Which I can totally relate to because women go wild whenever I'm <laughs> near. That's it's just one of those things. It's yeah. just the the scent of it's guilt. the cross. The cross you bear. As so yeah, so that's that's where we are, and um, <laughs> it's just this great setup, and <laughs> we see we see the the backstory of how this actually happened, and. <laughs> yeah, him, him taking financial advice from a hobo. Yeah, <laughs> and we get to see the hobo giving him a diagram and showing him. <laughs> so we, the the diagram is absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, we've got, we, a, we've got a stick man, and then we've got a picture of an injection, and then we've got a picture yeah. of the, the stick man holding some dollars with one googly I, eye. I think that's that is how all all people should receive. All. <laughs> All the advice on how to earn money is with pictures of stick men. <laughs> and then there's this line, um, oh the place was government operated. What, like a library? <laughs> oh, it was absolutely great. Because the, the, the whole thing is like mm -hmm. a, it's... It's basically the, the backstory of a longer film that he wants to yeah. show. Uh -huh. So... <laughs> I I hope that when he does come to make it, that everything that's in this isn't in the yeah. bigger film, because that would be even more entertaining. Uh -huh. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I think the reason that we've been so, I personally have been so impressed with this, um, it's just because it's so inventive, and both these films are really inventive compared to what we're in the habit what of What we used to, aye. We watch a lot of shit. And we watch a lot of stuff that's really similar. Aye, that's well, As I was saying to you earlier on, for the, for the Poundland uh, Bargain Bonanza one that we're going to do in a few weeks, there was one DVD there that I was going to buy for us to watch and then when I read the back of it, it was basically so just a resident. Yeah, yeah. So, 
this I can't think of anything that's really all that similar to this. Mm-hmm. I probably could if I mm-hmm. thought really hard about it, but and I really hope that this translates to the. But actually, if there was anything that was similar to this, it would probably be made in the seventies, and it would be, mm-hmm. it would be a sex thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think there is. There's like the there's a there's a film where a guy is completely just yeah, irresistible so, yeah, to yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is the exact opposite. I mean, of that. It, seems be, it seems to be inspired by that the yeah. adverts that we've, the the links are better, and it even directly mention the the adverts. Yeah. And then we get that great cut scene where he's where it's, ch- it's like a links advert. Yeah, and on, the, on the beach. Yeah, except he's being uh, chewed to pieces by two sexy, sexy women. Well, if if only he had had the the budget to get the. The Phantomist track that was used in one of the Lynx adverts. Really? Was, was it a Phantomist? Yeah, yeah there's a, wow. the one where it's a guy being dragged towards a beach. It's a Phantomist track. Right. It was it was one of their least popular promotions <laughs> because of the okay. music. Wow, so but, there you go. But yeah, I really liked that one because of fucking Phantomist. What did you think of Scott and Donnie? I've took a special note because I thought they were so hilarious. Oh, um, they showed up they, for like two minutes. They looked like they'd come out of the other shore. <laughs> they were very eighties. So one kind of what's the word that kind of Gumby type character, and he has got this kind of power suit wearing a uh, uh, camel jacket, wearing uh, a yuppie hanging off his back. Uh, it was like uh, Miami Vice meets Breaking Bad <laughs> on a BMX. <laughs> so yeah. So definitely, I recommend um, for uh, Vicky and Love Won't Be Dead. Um, yeah, because they're they're really good and they're free. Free. We are not encouraging you to illegally download anything. Yeah. Um, so. Although that's... illegally download it if you can. <laughs> so that was our uh, yeah real player man. That spirit. Yeah, are... real players. Yeah. The future, for fuck's sake, <laughs> I'm gonna get you out the. What what is the next step for you? Like there has to be a twelve step program that ends with you using Jet Audio and going, wow, this is amazing. I keep thinking about upgrading to it's, Internet Explorer Seven. It's um, going to be Media Player Classic <laughs> for you next, isn't it? Whoa, there! Yeah, take a red, no, that, babe, take a red. That one's all right. It doesn't have a library <laughs> function, so okay, that'll be fine. So we'll be back after this. Take a journey with the Phantom Eric as he explores the last 100 years of horror. 100 films to be explored, each one with the related themes, actors, and directors that made the last century of horror cinema so great. Travel the world from Germany to Scandinavia, Italy to France, North America and everywhere in between, with no stone left unturned. The zombies are locked up, The vampires are asleep, and the prowlers have slain their last group of campers for the night. So take the hand of the Phantom American Lester Reaper, as this is one time travel experience you won't want to miss. It's always good when you have to go, what are we discussing now? Yeah, yeah so now we're uh, discussing professional. Ty West, who is not a rapper. <laughs> Sounds like he should be a rapper. Yeah. Who calls her kid Ty? <laughs> you know, has he got a brother called X-Wing? 
Okay, so the Thai West uh, double feature this week um, we watched. Now, uh, Thai West. Do you think a girl has ever had to say to her parents, I'd like you to meet my boyfriend, this is my beau, Thai? <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, that's like a, a that's, that's like a joke, joke from, from the forties, <laughs> all the way from the forties, oh, man. So yeah, um, we'll start off with uh, uh, House of the Devil. House of the Devil, because it's the oldest. Um, also, it would be really difficult to talk about the innkeepers first and then talk about House of the Devil with raging erections. <laughs> right, we're gonna tone that back. <laughs> Yes, okay. So House of the Devil. Uh, uh, House, House of the Devil was really good and it has a it has a brilliant cameo appearance right at the start, which... Can I synopsize it first? Okay. What is your problem? Sorry. <laughs> you don't like structure, do you? I don't. It's not your thing. No, I've, I've been drinking ouzo and bourbon <laughs> since I opened the letter last night and it's just... Yeah. Okay. We're here to have fun, kids. Right. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and not spoil this. Um, I'm gonna spoil the fuck out. <laughs> okay. So Samantha. But did you know in high tension it's really that girl all along? <laughs> you prick. <laughs> I prick at your dreams. <laughs> and at the end of Prometheus. There's a no. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, well, Samantha is a pretty college sophomore who needs a sophomore. I yeah. really like that word. We don't have it no, here. We don't. No, don't. Um, who needs to come up with some extra cash to pay the rent for her new apartment? She accepts a babysitting job from Mr. Ullman, a tall, creepy man who lives in a gloomy old house located next to a cemetery in the woods. And who is it that plays Mr. Ullman? Tom Noonan. Tom Noonan, who everybody of my generation will remember as the bad guy from Last Action Hero. Oh right, wow. Yeah, did you not recognise him straight away? Did not, you not go, I want him to be wearing not, a big yellow I'm jacket? I'm not from your generation, I'm far younger. Far, oh, far Foxy, younger. You must have seen Last Action Hero. I've never even heard of that film. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah! Breaks the Don't film. mention that name. <laughs> He's the Terminator. <laughs> Who? Yeah. So, no, no, no. Seriously, watch Last Action no. Hero. It's really good. It's, uh, he plays Arnold Schwarzenegger in the oh, film. So but it's, it's kind of meta. It's, uh, the character uh -huh. that he plays in his big action series uh -huh. uh, gets brought to reality wow. by a little uh -huh. kid with a magic cinema ticket. Right, okay. But the bad guy from this from the latest film has also been wow. brought through. So the bad guy is able to excel at being a bad guy uh -huh. because he's got all his Hollywood movie smarts and everything. Uh -huh. But Arnie well, I can't remember the name of the character in it, but he's 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 not able to really be an effective cop because all the things that these big Hollywood movie detectives and everything can do, all the massive stunts and everything, they're not really humanly possible. Uh -huh. So that that's really good because he also he only listens to hard rock. <laughs> and at one point 
discovers Mozart <laughs> while sitting at the breakfast table. <laughs> so there we go. So that that's Ty West's House of the Devil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, seriously, you need to, if I had Last Action Hero on DVD, I would give you... Yeah, oh, well that's cool. So, but I don't. Yeah, so. so fuck you. You're not watching that film. It might be on the Netflix. Oh, the Netflix. I'll check a real player when I get home. Um, okay, <laughs> so. Uh, Samantha, pretty college sophomore, needs extra cash, takes a baby. Does not, become a, does not get a job as a Bill Palmer? No, so she takes a. <laughs> A babysit job from Mr. Ullman, a tall creepy man who lives in a gloomy old house located by a cemetery in the woods. Samantha soon learns that Mr. Ullman and his wife, Mrs. Ullman, don't have a child. But Ullman explains that he simply needs Samantha to keep an eye on his elderly mother-in-law while he and his wife go out to celebrate the lunar eclipse as night goes on. Old noises in the big house begin to unnerve Samantha. What is really going on with the unseen old woman secured the way upstairs? What are the omens really up to? This is a really long synopsis for This is the back of the DVD. I thought you only did Mdaba. Branching out. You're going to be branching out, my friend. I'm leaving you behind. They're going to fucking block you. They're going to be lazy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Turning to other sources for synopsizing our films. So yeah, so who's lurking around the house with mysterious intentions? Okay, so... That's a bit of a giveaway that the person who's lurking about the house has mysterious intentions. How is it? Because they might not. They might not. It would be brilliant if it just gets to a point where the old lady just goes, I've done a whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) But also the... You have to get... the, The brother who is lurking around the house who shoots somebody's face off, you're, he's you're trying to think, maybe he doesn't have mysterious attention, intentions, maybe maybe he's a straight up guy. I think that he just thought she was a bit of a slut. Right, okay. She, well, that was the sort of part that she was set up for right. at the start. You know, you always have, like in Halloween, you've got Laurie and... Do you know her, that's a different girl? Yeah. It's but, two different girls. I it? know. But in Halloween, you've got like Laurie, who's uh-huh. like the innocent one. Who, that's who you've got like the main uh-huh. character is, yeah. is the Laurie uh-huh. character, and they always have like the kind of the slutty friend, uh-huh. and that's the one that gets her face shot off. Yeah, but do you know she's different from the flatmate. She's yeah. a different person. Oh yeah, the I get confused. I, I thought that the the flatmate was a bit of a useless character. <laughs> I thought they should have just had the two of they should have had the two of them. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. But I'm also, like, you have to I look have to past the, like the flatmate. You have to look past the massive plot hole of we're going out to celebrate the lunar eclipse. But you live in the middle of nowhere. Surely you're going to get the best view of the lunar eclipse from your fucking house. And they pointed out that they've got the best. They've got the best view, <laughs> so we're going to go somewhere yeah. else just to brag. So, so House <laughs> of the Devil is, um, it's shot uh, pretty much exactly like a, a kind of Lucio Fulci, um, 80s yeah, it's, grindhouse type, uh, video nasty type movie. It's, it's done really well because uh, I was watching it with Anne uh-huh. and 
when she said what year was this made, mm-hmm. I told her she was surprised. She thought it was yeah, at least I twenty years. It. I needed to check it. When yeah, it, because we we got it from a video shop without any kind of. We just liked the cover and we assumed that it was a new film. Um, of course, I I saw the cover as well, but now I have no recollection of it because of course I took it out of the DVD case and then put it <laughs> in the DVD player. Through the DVD that's, away. Yeah, yeah that's, I also did that with the innkeepers. <laughs> So jumping into the torrent review and <laughs> I jumped into the torrent review, went down to Blockbusters. <laughs> I don't know, I went into Azad video. <laughs> so yeah, so I'd like to say for the record I actually own both of these movies, but <laughs> Well then there you go, I watched your copies, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. yeah, I was actually I I was there with you watching yeah. them. Holding hands. Yeah. It's really nice. That's what we always do. Yeah. I mean, God, it's some funny looks at dress. I give you, give you my Jesus juice. <laughs> um, and the Jesus blood. <laughs> right. So, we're moving away from blasphemy. Um, no, that was... Uh, was it that not like his different... Oh, see, we're back oh, on the Jimmy Savile again. That's Michael Jacks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jimmy Savile. But wasn't it Jesus juice and Jesus blood that was white wine and red wine? Right. Okay. Ah, I see, I see. Well, there we go. Okay. So, as we say, it's... Uh, it's I, I find it difficult to believe that Jesus was able to function as any sort of deity or public speaker if his blood was that alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> so, moving away from blasphemy again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were we? I just, I just, Man. Oh, I just hurt my leg. I've got an injury to my blasphemer. <laughs> right. So, um, so we've got these uh, these these characters, and yeah, it's, it's very much. Just, you yeah. know what's going to happen? See, all the religious people that listen to us are just going to crucify me. So it's in the stable. Uh, Don't talk to the couch. <laughs> just uh, face the microphone, boy. Not that we have a microphone boy. <laughs> that would just be wrong. Say hello microphone We have a boy. tripod. <laughs> I've got a tripod. That was just watching innkeepers <laughs> that did that one. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, sorry, so House of the Devil. She mm-hmm. uh, she gets a, a lift from her best friend out to go and do this babysitting job. But uh, our best friend has basically... She's responsible for everything that happens because she has taken down all the posters for the babysitting job so yeah. that nobody else was phone. Yeah, so we've got Samantha, who's our main character. Oh, but we forgot to talk about the cameo at the start, because she wants to get a, to move into a new house, mm-hmm. and the woman that is uh, that is saying, well, if you can at least get the money for the uh-huh. first month rent, that's Dee Wallace. Right, okay. Of course, from The Howling, oh. who turns into a gorgeous chihuahua faced werewolf at the end and then yeah. gets shot in the head by a man who loves her. I think uh, as Dee was, I think Dee was the inspiration for one of the characters in the Innkeepers as well. I was she? I think so. Was she, uh, oh well we can talk about that. Yeah. Well, was that would uh, be the Kelly McGillis characters maybe. It's like Wee, Wee Ann. Um, yeah, uh, Ke- Kelly McGillis from yeah. Top Gun. Oh wow. Yeah, did you not notice how, how ropey she's looking now with her white hair and face that looks like a child has drawn a design and she took that to a plastic surgeon and went, this'll do. 
So yeah, um, so our friend takes her to the Almonds place. Um, Which is out in the middle of nowhere, but it has a number that's quite high. <laughs> Where's everybody else on that street? Yeah, so... Sorry, as you were saying, her, her <laughs> have I derailed you? I fucking gave up. <laughs> Right, so so it, yeah, it's a good film. It is. Five stars out of ten. It's a, it's a very slow film. Uh-huh. But I did like, I liked how slow it was. Yeah. There's some heavy conversations. Uh-huh. I like, mean, that's the that's the pace of those films. Though, yeah. In terms of, I mean, the, 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 there's a, a lot of setup um, leading up to it. It's... It's like the eighties style, based on a based on a true story, based on true events type. Yeah, thing. I hated that at the start when it came up saying, you know, like based on a true story. But oh, for fuck's sake, will people stop putting that at the start of films? That <laughs> but aren't. that was that was a that was obviously a homage to that type of film. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked that, and I liked the um, the kind of harkened back to that period, the kind of satanic panic. Um, yeah. from the eighties. The, the um, that should be a band. <laughs> Satanic Panic. Surely. Where they do they do like eighties styled covers of death metal songs. <laughs> so that was that was that and so we find out that there's no baby. The babysitting job there's there's no baby. It's for the old the old lady. Yeah, so And she's meant to be getting paid a hundred dollars. Uh-huh. Stop sighing! That's why she keep mentioning random facts. No, the the fact is that he's tried to get somebody else to take the job uh-huh. for fifty dollars, and when uh-huh. he explained it to them, they were like, "Man, fuck you!" Mm-hmm. And then he offers her a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then when he explains it all to her, She's she ends up that. getting four hundred dollars. And for the eighties, that's a lot of money. And I think we can assume that the, the, the original person didn't make it out. Yeah, I, I... It's never really mentioned, but I can imagine that that would... Uh, they, they didn't really take kindly to anything within the, the movie. So, um, <laughs> sorry, we're getting derailed again. Um, the, Focus! Yeah. Where's so, the band to... What's our friend's name again, do we remember? Uh, don't remember. It's uh, Megan, right? Faceless. Yeah, I think it's Megan. Yeah. Well, our friend Megan takes her out to the house and... She basically says, like, this is really dodgy, can we leave? And uh, Samantha decides that she'll take on the job, uh, take on the babysitting job, the, the, the care job um, for the night. Uh, and Megan drives away. Uh, and but I actually thought that before that, Megan had said, I'll just stay with you. Uh-huh. But then um, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think because it got too creepy, she decided she would go. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I think she couldn't talk Samantha out of it, so she was just like, okay. They didn't think anything of it, so she drove away. I could have just cussed to her, like, leaving the house. And we get, uh, her car ends up uh, in a... In a, a, in, a, in a lay-by so that she can stop and have a smoke. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then a, a mysterious stranger, who I would describe as handsome, but he's... <laughs> He's not. He looks considerably like me. He's dead, dead beardy and shit. So he comes in through the, the window and, and offers her a... <laughs> that just sounds... offers her he, he, he hands her a lighter yeah. from outside the yeah. car. He comes in through the window. 
That is just disgusting. Yeah. So he asks her, so you're not the babysitter then? And then she's like, no. And he shoots her face still. off. War face off. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's pretty much that's where we get to. And, and then she's left in the house on her own. Yep. Does a little bit of kind of I'm bored investigating and stuff. There's a brilliant, just this brilliant scene where she's dancing around the house with her headphones on and it's just so natural and uh, yep. yeah, that's really cool. Um, but the, the the whole thing leads up to this kind of whole satanic crescendo. Yeah. Um, it's it's just, it's obviously it's been leading up to that but it's, it's just this... It's, the pizza was drugged. Yeah, the pizza gets drugged and she ends up in this kind of, again, this kind of Lucio Fulci-esque dream sequence where there's these um, well, it's not a dream sequence, well, but it's a dream-like uh, situation where she wakes up and she's... Yeah, but before that, did you notice that it, you don't, you don't really notice it as much, but because during the conversation with Tom Noonan, mm-hmm. where he's talking about his mum, he keeps repeating some things, and one thing is the, there's a pizza number on the uh, fridge, uh-huh, yep. and he tells her that like three or four uh, times, uh-huh. and that's the number that she calls, and it's the mm-hmm. pizza that ends up putting her in that situation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So she sees the arrival of the pizza delivery guy as being, oh thank fuck, there's <laughs> there's really nothing freaky going on, eats some pizza, passes out on the floor, and then yeah. wakes up dressed in the typical kind of white virginal gown <laughs> tied to the floor in the middle of a pentagram. Yep. And you're like, man, pepper with these is not good for you, is it? <laughs> so that's uh, so the guy, the, 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 the family of uh, Satanists, the, the yeah. satanic cult. Well, you finally see the mother. Yeah, you know, and the, the mother is deformed in some ways. Kind of witchy mm-hmm. looking face. Yeah. They don't really tell you why she's witchy. I think that's better. I think it's good yeah. to have that kind of level of mystery. I, I hate these kind of films that always end up. Everything needs to be explained. They like, have to why, tell you why Leatherface is wearing a leather face, and it's like, why can't things just be? <laughs> why can't he just creepy? like wearing a leather face? Why can't it just be creepy? And we can assume that it's human skin. We don't need to see. Yeah, I mean, who's to say that he doesn't just like taking? <laughs> Taking random strangers, <laughs> chopping them up, and and then curing their faces to wear as a mask. It's a judgmental world. It's girl. not like it's, it's illegal. Judge. Yeah, it's For sake. People need to get a grip. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, so that's... Um, what did you think of House of the Devil? I, uh, I found it really slow, but uh-huh. enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I liked the... I think if it if it had been set now, mm-hmm. I would have hated it. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it is such an obvious homage yeah, to absolutely. so many other different types of films. I mean, I loved like, the the girl that gets shot in the face. Uh-huh. Her hair uh-huh. is just so eighties with it all <laughs> it is, yeah. being like slightly curled uh-huh. out and yep. everything. That is both of them. Both of them had very eighties hair. Yeah, hairstyles. And- but it was, I thought it, it's one of the few times where I've seen a film that's, that is like a homage that looks like a proper yeah, homage. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could, you could show it to somebody and tell them that it was made in 1985. Yep. And they would have no idea at so all. So I mean, a contrast that we've recently watched, uh, 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 a film that we could contrast rather, would be probably uh, Call of Cthulhu. 
yeah. um, which was uh, made uh, to look like uh, 1920, 1923, 1920, sorry, 19, wait, the kind of late silent period, so yeah. 1928, 1929. But the effects are too good. Yeah, and, and the, the camera, were, you, you could almost imagine that this was shot on, it possibly was shot on the Just same kind of... Just all shot on film? Yeah, the same kind of cameras that would be used I suppose Wikipedia same. would tell us yeah. if it was, but that would mean research. Yeah, screw yeah. that. Yeah, so... All we, all we use is mdb. But even the <laughs> so yeah, even like the the fonts and everything, they went to painstaking detail to make sure that the fonts should uh, go at the same uh, uh, same rate as so that it didn't look digital. Yeah. So they went to great lengths to make sure, and the fonts look so legitimate. And you were saying that it's very Rosemary's Baby yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely, and, that... and the themes that are coming out. And you were saying that your your my my friend Anne. Yes. Um, had Thought that it was an 80s film. Yeah, and yeah. We, we were the same, we had to check it, and particularly since there's Roman numerals um, at the start, <laughs> you kind of, you need to kind of double check, obviously don't you think about it very long, but you you, you think, oh, where, 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 when is this from? Can yeah, it's, it is very like Rosemary's Baby, the, uh-huh. the kind of, the claustrophobic, she's the only person that doesn't know what's going on uh-huh. type yeah. thing, and the um, similar to Rosemary's Baby, you're not told what's going on mm-hmm. until you need to be. Uh huh. So that's yeah. So I I love that again. I I just uh, Roman Polanski. There's another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Totally. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Pedo bingo. Um. <laughs> Pedingo. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we we. And, and like I mentioned in Jimmy Savile, we should say alleged. <laughs> alleged pedophile. Alleged pedo bingo. <laughs> so, yeah. And Robbie Williams still is a bread maker. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I felt this was a, a breath of fresh air again. One of these, one of these movies just kind of knocks you for sex and... Um, uh, is that a cricketing term? I don't know. I don't know. We're mixing our metaphors, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we don't care. We love life on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. All that, our, with all our hyperbole. <laughs> on that on that bombshell, we'll, uh, we should we'll, probably take a break. We'll take a break and then come back and talk about the innkeepers. This is Jamie from Devour the Podcast. Do you enjoy horror commentary with straightforward honesty? This is just a bad movie. This is not at all good in any any way, shape, or form. Because there's one word I have to describe this movie, and it is derivative. Humor and an obvious passion for the genre. I was in search of the stop button. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in search of a plot. That's what this movie should be called. You're right. Uh. So, zero out of five. Fuck this movie. Don't watch it. Then you should spend time with David and me as we discuss horror films from old classics. Deep Red. The Dunwich Horror. Maniac. To new favorites. Love and Horizon. House the Devil. Slaughter Night. Come listen to Devour the Podcast. Check us out on iTunes or at devourthepodcast.blogspot.com. Devour the Podcast is a proud member of the Horrorphilia Podcasting Network. Okay. So, Ross, so Gil, is Gil's <laughs> opening some little whiskey. It's not little whiskey, it's little bourbon. I'm having a little drink. <laughs> a little drink. Right. 
Actually, I, I would like to say that as much as I endorse this little bourbon, which I would let you taste if you weren't driving. I'm driving it's, home. It is nice. Yeah. But uh, yesterday I bought a wireless keyboard and mouse set oh, wow. from Lidl and the USB dongle isn't in it. Dongle? Yeah, well... That's a word my dad uses all the time. My dad uses them. That's a technical word now. Dongle. Dongle. I hate it. So, okay, fine. The USB receiver for plugging <laughs> into the PC isn't it, there. It's, it's, it's not... So it's essentially just a big fucking paperweight. You should take it back to I, I have the receipt. I'm taking Angrily. it back. But I, I got... Angrily mince up that road and <laughs> demand your... <laughs> Buy some mints. <laughs> Mm. But I bought the last black one. What's like those mints like? It's pretty good. It's oh. uh, it's local mints. Local, right? Yeah, okay, it's wow. uh, Scottish beef. Wow, it's, it's really tasty. So it's not from Germany. Nope. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you not want German mints? Sorry, we're now reaching the xenophobic <laughs> phase of the podcast. Yeah, German mints that can fuck off. <laughs> right. Okay. You don't so care about mints anyway. You're I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm just get some. Give a fuck. I'll get some very strong opinions about German mints. <laughs> you should have some very strong opinions about Linda McCartney's mints. Fucking dire. I've seen her mints. <laughs> she is now. Rotten.com. And um, see, that's how that's how up to the minute I'm um, fingering the pulse. Yep. Rotten.com. Oh, have you seen this new thing? It's a photograph of Chris Farley. <laughs> Alright, okay, right, Tupac, let's get moving. Um, <laughs> Alright, Biggie. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Um, <laughs> because of your penis size. <sighs> right, the innkeepers. I just got a bit sad there. Did you? <laughs> Do you want me to pour a bit of this little <laughs> drink out for our dead homies? Uh, pour a little drink for our little homies. Uh, right. <laughs> that sounds like we're mourning the loss of the Oompa so, so midgets. Our little homies. You can't say midgets. Uh, oh, dwarves. Right. Yeah, dwarves. Sorry. Or uh, as uh, what's the name of the the guy from Game of Thrones? Yeah. What's his? I, don't know what I, I can't remember. Uh, he's in a really good film called uh, Living in Oblivion, right. which has uh, Steve Buscemi in it as this frustrated filmmaker. Mm. And at one point he he says, I, I, need, a, I need a midget, and, and he plays the, mm. the, well, as he calls him, the midget. And he, he takes offence to the term and says, I'm a dwarf. Dwarf. <laughs> So is that the story a, leading up to that he pronounced it a bit funny? Yeah. Oh, but, it's, but it's a really, it's a really good film. Yeah. So. That's, so that's yeah, cool. Living in Oblivion. That's oh, a, that's an indie film. That's a, it's really good that all the bits that are that are set in reality are filmed in black and white, mm-hmm. and all, every time it's supposed to be showing you the the film that they're trying to make that mm-hmm. that's in color. Oh, so, so there we go. It's, cool. it's very good. It also uses a lot of. Uh, Dream sequences and uh-huh. flashbacks. All right, cool. To the point where you're never entirely sure. And also, when I made uh, when I made a pop promo uh-huh. for for you, and at the end of the night, because we'd used a click track so that you would know when to start playing the guitar, uh-huh. 
I had to record the ambient room sound right, to replace right. it. Uh -huh. I got that totally from Living in Oblivion ah. because at the end of the film they have to record the ambient room tone right. for 30 seconds Okay. and then everybody stands there and it kind of just pans around their faces showing how they are now feeling after mm. all the events that have unfolded. Mm. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yep. Very cool. Okay, so um, Gil, the innkeepers uh, and Altai West join. I loved the innkeepers. Yeah. To a point. Uh huh. Which was uh, right. fortunately the end of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so would you give us the mm de beurre one yeah. this time? I, this is. I don't think this is the mm de beurre one. I oh I no! Don't know. I don't know. Is it? IMDb's let me down so often now. It's like I keep giving away spoilers, so I'm trying to. I don't know. Trying Would to you like me to get the Umdebeur one on? Nah, I've got... Uh, this might be one, this might be, I don't know. Um, during the final days of the Yankee Peddler Inn, two employees determined to reveal the hotel's haunted past begin to experience disturbing events as old guests check in for a stay. And that's that. Um, so... That's a slight spoiler. Oh, sure. There's only one person that has previously been a guest. <laughs> Yeah. And that turns out to be like a plot point. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's <laughs> no, it's not like, your fault. It's Boone yeah. again. It's whoever raises synopsis. It's, I should, know. Damn them. Should just take a fucking long walk off a fucking airplane wing. So we've got a relatively small cast. Um, Which I like. Yeah. I, I do always like it when there's. You don't have to concentrate on too many people. So we'll start off with Lord of the Rings. I hate all uh, those films because there's too many people in them. Yeah. Even the computer generated. Well, they're stupid names. Yeah, and they're all. And also, like, I mean, they fucked up the filming of that. I mean, they're all at different heights and everything. It's just. What the fuck? I know. Fuck and at no point does a hobbit just bite somebody's ankle. Yeah. But yeah, actually, right I, 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 I. Sorry, I love the Lord of the Rings films. I will make no apology. Have you seen the animated one? Yes. It's great. I have. It's, it's great and cheesy. And yeah, it has sing along songs. Oh, really? Well, not really. I think I've seen the run. No, that's, yeah. that's. I think all animated films should have sing along songs in them. So, um. Like Animatrix. Yeah. It doesn't have song and dance routine in it. <laughs> so, the, the innkeepers, uh, the tagline for this was a ghost story for the minimum wage, uh, which I always liked. I thought it was a great. And, great I tagline. Know, I don't know what that means. Well. <laughs> I think I, I think at the time we, I know what he was working it, as like he was he was working in a restaurant to fund this, um, but this was made after House of the Devil. Yeah, I think he was still struggling, but so still on, uh, still, still trying on to, hard yeah, times. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. the House of the Devil would have propelled him, but no, yeah. I think this was still when he was trying to. And I mean, he also made Cabin Fever too. Uh, yeah. Before that, uh, but anyway, we're presented with two two characters who are employees of. Yankee Peddler. Um, and what are their names, Ross? Their names Mr. Mr. Fact Finder. It's a uh, Fact Finder General. <laughs> so it's Claire and Luke. Um, so Claire is played by, uh, Sarah, by Paxton. Sarah Paxton. And Luke is played by. Uh, by the, no, don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, uh, he looks like us, so we don't. But, <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke is like the uh -huh. kind of stereotypical. Slightly too old to be a cool student uh -huh. anymore, but dresses like a cool student. And 
I, I found his character quite disturbing as I have worked in hotels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sarah Paxton. Kind of early 20s, maybe not even that. Um, Absolutely just gorgeous. Yeah. She's a really... Beautiful I, lady. I actually, I had to look her up halfway through watching this because it was annoying me about where I'd seen her before. Oh, sure. And the Where thing, was it? Uh, Sydney White, right? Which uh, that's a uh, that's a kind of teen girly uh-huh. uh-huh. like, but it's it's a uh, it's good. It's entertaining. Yeah, you should watch it. It's like a modern retelling of Snow White. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. But the Seven but... Dwarves are geeks uh-huh. in a like a university uh-huh. setting. Right, and she plays. Uh, Miss Witchburn, who is like Snow White's nemesis. Right, okay. Rachel well, Witchburn, I think. Yeah, I thought the relationship between Claire and Luke was, was tremendous. Totally believable. Yeah, possibly possibly towards the end, I kind of, I was a bit... His character kind of falls away yeah, a bit. Yeah, I thought so, I thought so. Um, I thought but then stuff, maybe it falls away a bit because of what he's told her. Yeah, uh-huh, I, I don't know. I thought that the two of them were, were really great together and really believable relationship and that again it's so rare in a, in, in these type of movies to have that kind of that level of great characterization. Um so yeah, I really liked that. Um so we've got these two employees who are kinda of amateur ghost hunters as well. Well it's more him. Yeah, she, I, I she's kinda interested in it too. She's I think uh, she's more just kinda of like his his Body mm-hmm. type thing just uh-huh. because they've worked together for a bit, uh-huh. so they've had to entertain themselves uh-huh. with something. And the thing that that he has kind of focused on is the idea that oh, this is an old hotel, and uh-huh. maybe there's ghosts here. And mm-hmm. I've seen this and I've seen that, and mm-hmm. he sets up a website that that does look genuinely awful, but she's. <laughs> She's nice about Aye, it absolutely. and says, oh, it looks great, I like the ghosts. Oh, but the ghosts are like little shitty, cheesy ghosts. fucking gif images. <laughs> yeah. See how I went to clap part there? That's... Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I come here from the 90s. Um... I will show you some stuff that will blow your mind. <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, Have you seen a cinematograph? <laughs> Some talkies? <laughs> no, cinematographs are uh, like a, a new new style of GIF. Right. Where uh, it's really just one element that moves within the picture. Right. Therefore giving the picture a bit more soul and depth. Ah, right, okay. So like a, a beautiful woman standing on a balcony, uh-huh. but her hair is blowing in the ah. breeze but nothing else is wow. moving and it's okay they, they look really nice yeah that's what i was actually watching just before you turned up was how to make one and uh-huh. i watched the thing about it and went nah fuck it i'm not gonna bother ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so these characters there they've only really got one guest and it's a woman who a woman and her kid who have left uh left her husband yeah father, and uh they are basically being dicks and yeah, she's only gone there because she wants to take a couple of days away and, and then and then see how he reacts to uh-huh. that. 
So yeah, they're being really difficult with her and trying to screw her around and they're like high-fiving each other when they do something uh, something horrible to her and, and they kind of things or try and wind her up. Um, well, that's because she is just a, an awkward tenant. Uh-huh. So they, they, they start to look up the story of uh, Madeline O'Malley, who's this, uh, this bride who had been jilted on her wedding day. And um, killed and hidden. Who, who's, who's hung herself. Um, and then been been basically hidden in the basement because they didn't because want they didn't to, want a scandal. Yeah, they didn't want to drive people away. Um, in the wood, well, not in the woodshed, in the wood cellar or something. Uh-huh, like that. sure. It's a really there's a lot of uh, references to the Overlook Hotel. Mm-hmm. I think in this film, yeah. it's it's really nicely done. It would be it would have been even better if they'd just filmed it at the same yeah. place and. You know, they, they could have actually made this like a sequel to The Shining and people would have gone, it doesn't actually, matter. That it's funny they actually mentioned that is um, quite ambiguous in terms of uh, the storyline as it progresses as to as to whether Claire's... There's, a, there's, there's subplots, we get, we get this... Uh, whether or not she has The Shining, well, essentially. We, we, get this, uh, we get this psychic... No, I was, I was kind of more thinking that she was kind of almost like the Jack... Uh, character in that again, the Jack Nicholson character, um, and the sense that uh, we 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 uh, were introduced this psychic character again, which uh, your influence, um, who is uh, played it's her name played Leanne. by Kel- Kelly McGillis uh-huh. from Top Gun. Yeah, yep. and she she's the Scatman Crawls character. Yeah, and she finds out that that Claire has uh, got some. Uh, She's managed to, to find some evidence of paranormal activity yeah. on her EVP machine, and because um, they have an awkward relationship at the start, because uh-huh. they have a they have a the the Leanne character uh-huh. makes Claire feel like shit on their first yeah. meeting, because Leanne is meant to have been like this uh, actress in a TV show that Claire loved mm-hmm. when she was young, yeah. and she hasn't been doing anything uh-huh. for years so she's really she's in awe and uh-huh. wants to go and deliver the towels to her room uh-huh. and, and does the is a big fanboy thing she's immediately skeptical imagining that she is some aspiring actress that wants to yeah that wants to kind what, of what do you do yeah uh-huh i work in a hotel uh-huh no what do you do mm-hmm. oh i work in a hotel so i think that's that's great is is that that thing that's at the heart of this as well is, is almost a respect for, for people that are, uh, and a lot of the interviews that Ty West gave leading up to this, uh, it kind of came across that there was this kind of unspoken respect for people that are that are just doing the jobs that nobody else wants to do and that don't, yeah. have, don't have anything else going on but are just, that it was, a, it was that level of respect and I kind of, I like that a lot. Well, as, as somebody who has worked in hotels, I can tell you that when you work in a hotel, mm-hmm. you you do just work in a hotel. Mm-hmm. There isn't mm-hmm. anything else, especially the hotels I worked in. Sure. Because I used to go to hotels in the arse end of nowhere, uh, where there, uh-huh. there really was uh-huh. nothing to do. So, a psychic character uh, has a pendulum and she decides to try and contact. I used to do that. Right. The, you tell somebody to take your ring off, put it uh-huh. on your chain, uh-huh. and uh, it really is just into minuscule movements of uh-huh. your hand. You can make it spin, uh-huh. but you can uh, you can make it then stop and and go 
the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. It's it's a neat little parlour trick sure. for freaking people out. Yeah. But it's nothing more than that. Uh -huh. But she uh, she seems to get into contact with spirits, and we she she says something she says something along the lines of, the lines of that there's three of them. There was a terrible tragedy here. Yeah. Something about the basement. You can't save her. You can't help her. So we're so assuming that that's... And don't go down to the uh, basement. Yeah, don't specifically say that, but they, they say it's she slightly does. different from that. She, well, she, she does say... Almost deliberately. Do not go down to the basement. All right, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, so we assume that she's referring to Madeleine O'Malley and Claire assumes that she's stopped talking about Madeleine O'Malley. But as but things, as things go on, it becomes more ambiguous. Um, and that's where we get the, the kind of shining uh, because of course the, the three of them that they're talking about is Jack Nicholson, Olive Oil and the wee boy uh -huh. yep. who's going to be the basis of the shining sequel yeah. so the three that she's actually referring to in this film are, are different Yeah. Uh, so that's the elderly man the, or she might be in, in, in my interpretation of it it's the elderly man, uh, O'Malley, and Claire as the three who she's referring to as the three that have always haunted the hotel, that always haunt the hotel. Um, Do you think that Claire always haunts the hotel? I think or that's I think that's what was implied by that. I don't know if that I mean it was it was left deliberately ambiguous. Yeah. Um, they tried to save her, as then repeated at the end. Um, at the very end, the very last line is something along the lines of "There's nothing we could have done to save her," yep. referring to Claire in the same terms that she referred to, to Madeline potentially O'Malley. Or... Madeline O'Malley. So I thought this film was was brilliant. It was beautifully made, and the relationships between uh, between the characters was excellent. And funny. You had a problem with the end, or you were saying? Well, that? no, I, I I I really liked it right up until the end. I mean, like until the credits went, and then I was like, oh. I, I could watch a little bit more of this mm -hmm. because I was a. But do you I, think with that interpretation, do you think you'd have enjoyed it more with that? If, if that was the way you'd read that, or uh, no, I just really enjoyed it, and I, mm -hmm. I will happily watch it again because uh, the relationships between the characters, the the language that they use, and everything—it's it's nicely realistic without mm -hmm. being cheesy mm -hmm. it's it is the the standard boring conversations that you have with people it's, ah, it's like it's like the reason why everybody kind of highly rated clerks when it came oh, out because it's so jammed it feels real and it yeah feels... and i think that the the first three quarters of this film mm -hmm. has that going on and then the last quarter is the okay, this is what we've been setting you up mm -hmm. for, type thing. And I thought that the design in both these films, um, the, 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 I would say creature design, but the, the, the design of the special effects, um, and thus I, I thought they were both brilliant. I, really, I mean, the Madeline Marley character and the the kind of flash, the flashback character in House of the... the well... The, the kind of the satanic vision character in House of the... the you thing. know, one thing I've regularly complained about is the sound design mm -hmm. of films. Ty West, I think, is developing a signature sound design right. that doesn't piss me off because both of these films feature a point when 
somebody is pondering something and a phone rings really fucking loudly. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't piss me off because that's like from the character's perspective, kind of snapping them back to reality. Uh-huh. And that's fine because it's not the music. Sure. It's the effects. Yep. So it's the the imposition of the the ringing of the phone on the person's psyche that mm-hmm. is taking place there, as opposed to some wankish composer going, mm-hmm. "What I'm going to do is lots of light touches and then get a fucking big loud noise." Yeah. And also, I mean, the the sound couldn't be different between these two films, um, in terms of the the, the actual the I, yeah. I don't mean the composition. I, I just mean the uh, the, the first film is very much the kind of 80s electronica um, yeah. and then the, the songs are also used, like, like, like a constant being... buzz instead of silence yeah uh-huh that's that's in there as well we used to get a lot of 80s films is that there's never dead silence mm-hmm. but these days with the microphones and everything being so much better mm-hmm. but I, I think that, that for house of the devil they must have used a certain amount of old equipment Sure. Or at least uh, come up with ways to emulate yeah. old equipment. So we get these dramatic zooms in House of the Devil as well, yeah, yeah. like towards the camera. And our first introduction to the D Wallace character is from behind the zoom. Uh, she walk, you hear mm. you hear her walking in, which is brilliant. And you hear and you the door closing, and you hear her walking in. And, and you see the the main character, whatever her name was, yeah, can't remember. Samantha. Samantha, yeah. she's she's in her own little world. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really nice tracking shot at the start uh-huh. of that. Because you, you just kind of go, what? Yeah. All right. Now all of a sudden we're just into and then we get loads of style conversation. Yeah. And loads of zooms that are like kind of her walking around campus and stuff and zooming yeah. in and all like that. Yeah, just that it was so so jacking both these films. And um, the very last shot of Innkeepers uh-huh. is really reminiscent of The Shining uh-huh. because it's along a corridor and there's a picture frame uh-huh. on the wall and the picture is of a group of people uh-huh. and you, you're you just expecting that it's going to zoom in uh-huh. on this picture uh-huh. and the, that maybe Claire is going to be and the, in yeah, the picture. Sure. And it's not, uh-huh. it suddenly takes your focus away. Uh-huh. But I think maybe they did that switch in focus yep. a bit too slowly. Because uh-huh. there's a camera pan. Uh-huh. And I think it would have been better if the camera hadn't panned, if it had just kept going straight towards that picture and then the thing that happens, happens. Yep. That would have, I would have really liked that for the ending. As yeah. opposed to, all right now, so you want me to look at a room. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, I mean, the the end sequence also kind of heart heart back to the there's a scene where uh, uh, where Luke is showing Claire a kind of uh, one of these trick internet videos where you you, you watch yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a chair I, looking for paranormal activity and then like a kind of crazy goblin. I've already seen that kind of thing online, like the German car. My favourite was the maze, where you had to go through several different levels of the maze, uh-huh. and then it comes up going, now all the mouse movements are reversed. Uh-huh. So you're really concentrating, and then it's uh, oh, man. Linda Blair. 
face. That was that was the first one of those that I ever saw. Right. I still think it's the best. So yeah, that was great. Just because it's it's different levels as well. So uh-huh. some people might do it and go, uh-huh. oh, I've beaten the first two levels. This is really boring. And then when the last level goes, all your directional movements are now reversed. You're like, okay, so now I have to try. This is fun. And then, yep. But you can always tell when your friends will try to trick you with that. You'd be like, why are your speakers just suddenly buzzing? <laughs> they don't usually buzz when there's nothing playing. So, that's that. Um, the other uh, uh, great one-liner that I got from this film, I really need to mention it, was um, Luke's talking about a girl who he finds as attractive as Claire. Yeah. And he says, uh, the girl who works in Dairy Queen, um, the one with the lazy eye. And then he responds, yeah, well, I find laziness very attractive, yeah. <laughs> which is a great thing. Um, also, there's a there's a short appearance uh-huh. in the coffee shop by Lena Dunham, right. who wrote and starred in and I think probably directed and produced the HBO series Girls. Right, wow. So like, was she the annoying girl who, yeah, right. who suddenly is like... Now that I'm starting to make your coffee, uh-huh. anyway, uh-huh. there's this boy, <laughs> and, and she and ran she, out though. Did, did, no, she, did Claire run out or something? No, just, I think she stayed there and listened to everything, right. and, then, and then walked back just depressed uh, because when she walked back in, she just slumped she herself just straight down on the couch, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, there's brilliant bits like that in the back where she's trying to throw the bag of rubbish into the into the bin. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So yeah, um, and the bit when they get drunk as well, I thought that was yeah, that was quite yeah. good. So th- this do, is... we're going to do the reenactment of uh, Claire's EVP experiment. <laughs> She's all, <laughs> woo, I'm a ghost. So obviously, um, t- people will be aware of Ty West most recently for his involvement in the the kind of smash hat of the year in terms of all the kind of one of the most popular oh, horror VHS. films of the year is VHS, which uh, neither of us neither of us has seen, seen it. Uh, it's known. I, I it's wasn't, not legal release uh, as of yet. Um, I wasn't UK. fussed about watching it until I watched these two films, uh-huh. and then went, oh well, I'll be interested to see. Yeah. It. Well, Ty West has done one story for that one, and also one for the ABC of Death. Um, so, yeah, we're, the we're, ABCs of Death comes out this year as well. Yeah, so we've not managed to see those yet. The, I think the release in the cinema here is uh, January, so we'll probably see it then. And Gil will probably see it tomorrow. I'll go, <laughs> go, go and see it for my birthday. <laughs> Set sail on the the pirate bay and <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, next we will uh, we'll have a, a quick break and then come back and talk about chore. Which Chaw. which both of us probably expected to be the first film that we yep. would talk about tonight, and it's the last. It's we'll the be last. back. We'll be back after this. We're a show that is ostensibly about horror. Booby bouncing. Yeah. Is that what it was? And the running. That monkey was Benson. <laughs> he had sex with uh, Kim Cattrall. <laughs> uh, open your mouth so I can fill the void. Rats are gross. Far Eastern Yeti have smaller feet than. So like, what are we supposed to learn from that? You're like, shit. This is the one with the really fat guy. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. They gave each other a Dutch rudder. It was yeah. fine. Apparently, you've never been to NakedAndy.com. Those are flaps, not doors. I got yeah. Woody. Anyway, who's Woody? It's a white girl with a booty. <laughs> it looks like Mike's jerking it over there. I'm gonna class it up now. After that smut. 
Shows are most popular like by the way they smell. You're a real black hole right now. <laughs> he sure is. I'm begging. The horror of unreleased Beach Boys songs. There you go. Are you referring to my lady right now? No. Night of the Living <laughs> but first, his name's Adam Conger. His name's Adam Conger. That's, that's the, the, <laughs> the, the, the guy from the Bill Palmer oh, films. So Adam Conger. So Adam Conger. Hello, Adam Conger. Sorry for not knowing your yeah, name. But at least we did a song. And he was good. He was, he was damn good. He was awesome. So, yeah, so we love Adam Conger. That's awesome. Yep. Okay. So uh, now, Chaw. Chaw, Chaw. Actually, shall we just What does Chaw mean? Uh, I, I don't know. Chew. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, oh. Uh, you know, actually, when you say chaw like that, that just uh -huh. sounds, because it's a Korean film, it just sounds like a racist stereotype. What, Disney? Chaw! Chop. Right, that's enough of that. Yep. Cause yeah, I'm putting my foot in. I'm putting my fist in. No, well, this is. I've got the DVD. Uh -huh. So, uh, I will just. I will read. You will synopsize. I, I, I will synopsize this. I've never synopsized this. This is, a, this is a, rare, a rare moment of clarity in Gil's life. Oh, am I ready? I, I, <laughs> do, 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 no, you do, do, do it. Do. No, that's okay. Gotta fly now. I see fucking PRS all over the place with the conga song. Oh, no. Now that. No. Right. That was for educational purposes only. Yeah. In the quiet, peaceful countryside town of Sam Mary, mm -hmm. which uh, I don't, I'm not pronouncing that. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. <laughs> actually, you can actually, you can make Sam Raimi. That's Raimi's what I name. thought it was. I thought, probably, but, but nah, probably not. Korea. Uh -huh. Well, South Korea. Uh -huh. Not not the North. Yeah. <laughs> their their films aren't quite as good. <laughs> Things run. At a laid-back, idyllic pace, but the subdued atmosphere, scenic views, and community spirit are about to be torn apart and ripped to shreds. Fucking right. That's not on the box. <laughs> what was once a popular tourist resort is about to become a one-way ticket to hell on earth. Yep. This this fucking synopsis is awesome. Uh huh. Within the surrounding mountain area. The severed limbs of a young girl have just been discovered. The local law enforcement immediately assumes it's a case of homicide. But they're wrong. Very wrong. Soon the beloved small town of Sam Raimi will be turned into a gruesome bloodbath. For deep within its cold, dark forests, a monstrous, insatiable beast awaits. And it's getting hungry. Awesome. So that's the that's the synopsis, um, which actually doesn't do the film enough justice. No, it it's a far more intelligent film than anything on the cover. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so absolutely. I love the fact that the the subtitle for this is "This time mankind is pork," which is great. Which isn't even fucking wordplay. But on the back, it's great. There's a the thing that says "Wild boar, wild gore," which is pretty good. Uh, uh, Mankind has a pig problem. Yep. <laughs> and I think the picture, the, the picture that kind of most sums up this picture, this uh, film, is uh, there's a picture of a man in a full head cast with his arm in a cast as well. Oh uh, yeah, being gored by a by a 
Hey, well, poor. And Which you don't even see in the film. That doesn't. That that's like one fucking. That's one frame from something that happens in a split second. Yeah, but that's brilliant. It's, 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 so I'm I so think, glad that I bought this. I think I this, yeah, I'm, I'm really times. glad that you bought this as well. Um, I was going to suggest giving this away as a, a kind of prize, but I really, really like this and I don't yeah. want to give it away. I know, if, um, I'd, if I'd seen another copy of it, I would have bought another copy yeah. of it to give away as a prize. Because I was thinking that, that maybe what we should do at some point is like any of the films that we get from Poundland and stuff like that, because I always buy two copies, if you're not that keen on them, or if I'm not that uh-huh. keen on them, we compile them into a bundle. And yeah. Then that might be an idea still to do that, so that's, that's cool. I think maybe it would be an idea, Gil, to discuss the ca- the characters as... Uh, Officer Park! So <laughs> yeah, so we'll I go- love Officer Park as the fall guy of this movie. <laughs> so, um, we've got Officer Park and Captain Yu who are... Well, no, Officer Park is the one that's like a minor character who the, uh-huh. the police captain... Yeah. The police captain who... Uh, is it uh, Detective, Cap- Detective Shin? Right. He... Uh, well, it starts off with you seeing a young girl uh-huh. who's out wandering about. Uh-huh. She's got a magazine. Uh-huh. And it's Captain Yu who keeps going to get the chub. He keeps yeah, asking he, for his... He keeps wanting a bat. He's like, <laughs> get a bat. And it's, it's always... Get a club, that's it's, always, <laughs> it's always to hit Officer Park. <laughs> because everything that has to be done... He always says, Officer Park, do this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if Officer Park ever fucks up, then he's just straight out to hit him. And, and then there's a detective, as you said, detective. Detective Shin, right. that's the, he's the one who's from Seoul, who's who's just kind of out there. I'm not entirely sure why he's out there, because he's yeah, the one that... Uh, that one's not really explained. No, but what was the name of the, the main uh, character? Our, our kind of uh, protagonist Kim? is, is uh, Kang Soo Kim. Uh, yeah. Who's like a, a city cop who's been uh, drafted. That's a, that's a beautiful scene where it shows you why he's fed up with the city. <laughs> and it is just like a Friday night in Glasgow <laughs> City Centre. Where there's people drunkenly yeah. vomiting yeah. all over the place and just being just rude and belligerent. Mm-hmm. And you can just see it in his face. He's like, scuff this, I'm yeah. out of here. Yep. Um, and he puts on his transfer sheet that he, would, he wants anywhere. to work anywhere mm-hmm. and gets moved to this tiny mountain town so he has also got he's got a pregnant wife and an old mother a, a, a mother who is obviously suffering yeah, from dementia, dementia yeah. but we'll we'll get back to that later on because there's another character in the film who's uh, a bit out there and i i think that this <laughs> i think that they're actually put in there as a contrast right to be honest because I, I do think this film is much smarter than people right would okay would think at first glance. Okay, um, and then we've also got uh, we have the mayor. Oh yeah, who is uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's like a bumbling kind of. He's he's not so much sleazy. Uh huh. But uh, when he first meets Officer Kim, uh-huh. and Officer Kim's mother is standing outside the house, uh-huh. and she's just kind of dancing with uh-huh. her arms in the <laughs> air, and the the mayor says. <laughs> Your wife is very beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's not my wife. That is my She's mother. And he's got crazy this kind of dance. He's he's got this like kind of hmm, like Benny Hill expression <laughs> on his face. So yeah, that's Mum Manbok Park, uh, who's yeah. the chief of the village, and he's being pressurised by like a local businessman. I didn't catch his name. 
Um, no, I didn't catch it. Kind of local either, businessman but... who's uh, who's renting out. I think I, I kind of gleaned that they were renting out space uh, for, for weekend for farming. weekend farmers because it's. Uh, this is the thing that I loved about this film is that the I didn't even know that when I watched the film I hadn't read the wiki page or anything, uh-huh. but the director is trying to make a statement right, okay. with this film and uh, Korea does have a problem at the moment where the the encroachment into these small areas uh-huh. of what was once a tiny village being built up and everything being turned into agricultural land nearby right. okay. uh-huh. has been having a devastating effect on the, the local wildlife. Ah, right. Like okay. uh, when you get anywhere where you have a big build up of uh-huh. people living, that attracts rats. Mm-hmm. Right. That in turn attracts rat snakes. Mm-hmm. And rat snakes in turn attract cobras. Ah, right, okay. Because the favourite food of Uh the King Cobra is the rat snake. Wow, so that's literally So that's that was uh, that was was through watching Uh a documentary about about snakes that I learned all this stuff Uh about Korea and how they're having massive problems. And we've also got the poachers as well all the way through it, and that's that's kind of which I I really liked the because we. We've kind of we keep jumping ahead because the film is so awesome. So uh-huh. many good things in yeah. this film, but the I mean, opening the, scenes. The way that we're talking about this, it seems like there's loads of characters, and it would be really difficult to get in touch with us. But it's not. It's, it's not at all. It's really it moves, simple. Moves at such a great pace. Yep. Um, the characters are so. Oh man, they're just so out there, and but and you can understand the motivation of each and every character. It's I so mean, good. It is, yeah. It is a very dense character piece yeah it is. because it, is. It, it introduces you to basically five characters and shows you all their their motivations uh-huh. and their aspirations and and then just uses this wild boar mm-hmm. hunt to just finish off a really nice social commentary uh-huh. piece uh-huh. Which is like the the police are continuously portrayed in the style of Keystone cops. Ah, uh-huh. so it's kind of because hapless, the, hapless local cops. Yeah, where they're they're so incompetent that they can't climb down a hill properly. And <laughs> I, I love that where it's got the when the girl has been killed, she's uh-huh. she's also near a grave that's been yeah, dug uh-huh. up. Yeah, and one of the the cops is standing near the grave vomiting <laughs> and then the the chief of police is kind of complaining about it's officer park that is vomiting uh-huh. I think, and, and it's uh, he's kind captain of incensed is, uh-huh. captain captain you is like he's vomiting this is ridiculous and goes to walk down the hill and then falls down the hill and gets totally and ends up in the police the group, tape as well yeah, <laughs> gets totally he gets tied up in all the tape. I, I think that's intentional as well. Yeah, takes and, some doing. I can imagine that would be quite difficult. <laughs> and then ends up in the grave. Yeah. But you kind of think this is a bit slapstick because the opening scenes uh-huh. of it is real footage of uh-huh. hunters and poachers that are basically eliminating the deer community yeah. and the boar community and just all these different animals. It shows you just lots of 
real dead animals uh-huh. that are just. What's well, it reminded me of something? Is it maybe Twenty Eight Days Later where they have that kind of similar kind of yeah, grainy like, footage to try and keep? Yeah, like here's here is the yeah. here is how cruel we have uh-huh. become. So everything that happens from now on is deserved. Because the start of that just made me think that it was going to be rubbish, and then. Like the, I mean, like the 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 kind of the the, the, like the those images, the, the um, hunting stuff. But then really. it just what it just started, and it just it never stopped. Um, just a, such an entertaining film. Yeah, because um, we've, we've got students as well. That's another oh, set the, of the ecological students who are out there measuring the impact mm-hmm. that the the encroachment of the weekend farmers is yeah. having on the local wildlife. Yep. So. He is addressing that issue in so many mm-hmm. different ways. That's uh, Sue Ryan and Sun Bay and uh, Sun Bay is awesome because Sun Bay just like she bosses him about all the time, <laughs> and he just looks constantly like I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> but he's such but, a weakling. He's like this. No, I think he's just like the nice guy, and he knows that she's so determined that she will go and do all these yeah. things on her own. He's so pathetic, girl. He's like, that. yeah, but oh, he pulls some amazing comedy faces. <laughs> he does. I mean, he seriously, does. there's a there's a big Benny Hill element to this film. Yeah, and I mean, at one point in the movie, he ends up. He's got like a a full head cast, and and, and, a, and he's got a leg <laughs> plastered. So that's right on the back of the DVD, and I think that really sums up uh, the the film in a lot of ways. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you, you will be, he is severely injured, but but he will still... And he was doing karaoke or something, but he was doing... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the, the, the whole film is just, I mean, I, it's hard to tell where to start with this yeah. one, because, I mean, the boar itself is not a main character. Oh. I mean, uh, one... It doesn't have a speaking role. Well, one, one person did... Say by the Woody on on the Twitters uh-huh. said that he'd seen this film on uh-huh. Netflix but hadn't oh, right. watched it out of reverence to Razorback. And right. my message now is man, fuck Razorback Shaw is a better yeah. film. Yeah. Also Razor... I don't get those kind of arguments, that's just to me that's... But the, but you see, because the cover uh-huh. you know, when you see the cover you just think this is going to be like a Korean Razorback, yeah. But it's really not. It's no, it's, it's so much more intelligent. Yeah, and then we also get the the charismatic hunter, uh, yeah, Man Bay, who's uh, he's he's like a Man Bay back painted like a kind of Ray Mears <laughs> type character. Well, I don't know if Ray Mears hunts. So he's like and a very he's, very he's, swish kind of Gordon Ramsay uh, reality TV star. And he's got these two guys who are supposedly Finnish, but both of them so both have American accents. <laughs> but that's because the the film was shot in Korea, and uh-huh. then the, then they moved to San Francisco and shot the last ah, right. the last forty okay. days of filming were in San Francisco because that's where they were doing all the special effects. And then somebody makes a somebody makes a comment along the lines of um, that this gun is uh, this gun is is Russian, and then he says no, it's Finnish. And it's just like, uh, are they trying to get at something here? Um, and I was kind of wondering if maybe they didn't have permits to film in the States. 
and that they were pretending that they had filmed in Finland or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, it was just like... No, when no they, they, they did have permits because they did 40 days of filming. Right, right. It had a $7 million budget. Right, okay. And it made 10 million at the box office. Great, okay. So, because uh, it, it was shown at the Berlin Film Festival. Right. And the success of that screening meant that it went on to be shown in 15 countries. Mm-hmm. But the UK wasn't one of those countries right, on the okay. list, so. Oh, I mean, I would, I would highly recommend this movie. But he's he's trained by an old man. Yeah. Uh, man. Oh yeah. He's, he's trained by an old man who lives in that village. His uh-huh. granddaughter goes missing. Yes. Yeah, so she's. So then you've got person. that whole mm-hmm. dialogue between yep. the man who trained the hunter mm-hmm. and the the big TV star ah, hunter. Sure. Sure. And then you were also going to mention the the. Uh, the mother with dementia who yeah because there's the has got a kind of uh, a habit of just attacking people yeah <laughs> trying to grab them I, but I, I thought that the dementia mm. was dealt with mostly quite sympathetically because the fact that she throws a shoe uh-huh. you know she's during that whole scene she's uh-huh. out of shot uh-huh. so it's never laugh at the woman with dementia right, okay. type thing uh-huh. but the fact that she has thrown a shoe uh-huh. and then at the end of that that little exchange the guy that is now sitting with a shoe on the dinner table kind of just dismissively throws it back yeah. in her direction uh-huh. and and she says something like what would i need with a shoe <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, exactly but exactly. then you've got the the witch type character who uh-huh. Who is portrayed as being quite insane, but in a different way. Uh-huh. So I, I like the fact that they, they have the the old woman with dementia, but then they've got the young woman who is just, she's mm-hmm. just crazy, in her own ways. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that both of those characters, were, portrayed, mm-hmm. very very differently. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. There, it wasn't a mental health joke uh-huh. yeah, at yeah. any point at all because the grounding of the mother with dementia uh-huh. meant that the craziness of the woman who was just crazy uh-huh. was allowed to just be yeah, yeah she's just a she is just a crazy yeah, woman. Yeah, that's a fair point, Cal. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to be oh smart as I thought oh. this was gonna be a film where we go did you see the bit with the big pig? <laughs> but no, I I really, really like yeah, this I really like because this. I would, I would highly recommend this. I think. Uh, I, I would, I would say get down to Poundland and see if they've still got copies because <laughs> there weren't any copies left in my local yeah. one. Otherwise, it would be. Uh, I mean, it's on Netflix, so people should. Uh, it's on the US Netflix. It's right. not on the Netflix in the UK. Well, unfortunately, I recommend everybody get a get a look at that. Um, or find a proxy way to use Netflix for America. Yes. Or a torrent site. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, Chaw, C-H-A-W. Yep. Um, so that was great. Uh, but And we've barely even touched on the film. <laughs> yeah, I think Because, because there's, there are so many good characters yeah. and there are so many enjoyable moments in this film. I think that's what kind of drives us, is just the... Just the sheer joy of the thing. It, it yeah. just kind of it never stops, it never lets up. It's, it never stops being entertaining, never stops being funny. Yeah. Um, so... And even when they bring in like the little man that lives halfway up the mountain, yep. you think, oh, there's another character we're going to have to deal with. But no, he's he's taken out of it pretty quickly. Not in like a he's eaten by the boar type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But 
But then they also discuss the motivations of the boar. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, because well. like the old man that trained the hunter, uh -huh. he actually he does some kind of social uh -huh. commentary on, well, the fact is the reason why this boar would get a taste for human flesh, is all the hunters and all the poachers have totally stripped this land of the food that it would naturally be looking for, mm -hmm. and therefore some of them have taken to digging up corpses yep. and stuff. So that has given them a taste for human flesh, so they're they're no longer afraid, and you're now seen as a food source yep. because of desperation. Yep. And the fact that at one point they do kill a boar, but it turns out not to be uh -huh. Chaw. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's Chaw's missus. Yeah. And then they barbecue it, uh -huh. but that turns out to be a... The worst thing they could that, have done. But that turns out to have been intentional on Man Bay's part, oh, right, because... Okay. Because the old that. man turns up and says, "You knew that. You, you, aye, aye. you did that because it would smell it." Uh huh. So yeah. So then there is that brilliant scene in the barn where he's uh -huh. got like that insane band. Uh -huh. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yep. laughs> like here's the latest band on the underground scene uh -huh. come to play a gig in this little yeah. village. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have got like just traditional looking little Korean villagers who like... are all squatting on the floor, and then all of a sudden there's this like fucking new metal rap band, so, kind of a workmen's club type vibe. Yeah. To it's yep. It's like the like in the Blues Brothers when they're playing the country place, <laughs> but it's not the Blues Brothers. Uh -huh. It's Corn. <laughs> yeah. So no, that was it. Was really cool. Um, so that was Chaw. Uh, Is that all we're gonna say about Chaw? We're not just gonna go Chaw, 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 <laughs> Chaw, 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 Chaw. I, I think yeah. everybody should watch it because it's. Yeah. And I think even even like the end sequence was was really really well done. Like the 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 credit sequence. Oh yeah, the credit sequence is like uh, in old British sitcoms where it comes up. You have been watching Gordon Kay's Renee uh -huh. and everything yep. like that, and they it's like it will cut to a shot of Gordon Kay where he's polishing a glass behind the bar, but he turns to the camera oh. and smiles. So it was exactly that. like that. And they do that with all the characters, but don't stop watching it at that point, because there is another scene just after they've gone through all the characters. Yep. Which, it's worth watching. Which is, uh, it's a nice little payoff, because you do kind of go, well, that was a bit of a sad thing that <laughs> happened, and then you see that and you just go, oh, that was easy. <laughs> what, what is going to happen now? Yeah. They should have... And also, this was only the second film made by this director. Uh -huh. What was the first one called? Was it Sicily 12K or something? Or 2 kilometers. To, but to find a virgin ghost or something like I, that. It was it's something about virgin ghost. I'm going to have to seek Dig it that out. Because yeah. uh, I get similar reviews in terms of being a kind of comedy in yeah, some respects. Yeah, very... There's very dark humour yeah. in Chaw. Really surprised he's, he's not he's not done more. Um, I mean, well, if anybody knows other stuff that he's working on or that he's yeah. done that we've not managed to catch, because he doesn't not, even have a Wikipedia page, which seems unlikely that, that we saw. But then Could the be, uh -huh. but the spelling on the IMDb page was different from yeah. the spelling on the Wiki page. So, so we maybe, maybe get a look at that. That's just a mistake. Yeah, but, but Chaw was made in two thousand and nine. Uh huh. So hopefully that means that he's got something, something awesome coming absolutely. out soon. Yep. Okay, um, so that was Cho. Um I was also going to mention a film that I saw this week. It's a short film. Um, it's by a guy called Neil Morris. No relation. 
to <laughs> anyone else called Morris. I don't know any, um, but no relation. Um, he's a guy from Belfast, and he now lives in Kent. And he's made this movie called uh, Seven Minutes. Last seven minutes, and that's original. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's really original. It was a really cool, um, just a short film um, based on. It's, it's kind of, I, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just a really cool, uh, small story. Cost him £200. Uh, he's the he's lead lying about his budget as well. <laughs> the lead actor is his fiancée, he's a film student, and all the actors uh, just got involved in making the thing. Uh, so I'd encourage you to get a wee like bad taste? Yeah, it's, it's a very short thing. And it's, so what's it called? It's, uh, it's called Seven Minutes. Seven Minutes, it's a look. and it's um, made by... Made Neil by Morris. Morris. I also uh, watched another short. Clip. Can you compare it to anything? Is there anything that you can, or or that would be similar to his production style? Yes. Can uh, you can you name any other Neil Morrissey films? Neil, Neil Morris. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I would just encourage people to get a look at it. It's kind of it's kind of cool and kind of twisty. I can't believe um, that Neil Morrissey joke went right over your head there. <laughs> It's two, not fair. What the hell could possibly be funny about two guys sitting in a couch? <laughs> sitting in a couch, <laughs> just talking <laughs> So, <laughs> So, on that bombshell, also well, uh, a movie called Silent Night that I watched, that was also a short, uh, which is a, a Christmas themed uh, short. Uh, again, that's that one's available on YouTube, uh, and that one's that one was really good, so I'd recommend uh, people get a look at that. Again, really great wee twist ending. Um, so definitely, definitely worth a look. I watched a really short film by a guy called Neil Morris. <laughs> it was uh, it was just a really, really condensed history of the Soul Solid crew called Twenty One Seconds. <laughs> you get Twenty One minutes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's four and a half hours long. <laughs> Okay, uh, so on that bombshell, uh, we we have to thank all the people who, yeah. well, all the, the listeners uh, yeah, so who are probably going, where's the nice one this week? Where's the, where's that nice where's one? Where's that one? Where's that one? They're telling us stories about Yog Shagoth and things that we could look up on the internet and go, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to Ross Gilchrist for. Uh, for appearing last week, that's and, very and much for our theme tune yet again. Yes. Um, Thanks uh, to Robbie Williams for the nice loaf that he sent. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter who's been uh, uh, Rosie uh, from the band Go Go Bot. Uh, she's a wee Tory. Um, she was. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to steal her for a band once. <laughs> I didn't have the guts to say, could I steal you for a bag? Yeah, so she was recommending VHS, before we go any further with that. Um, she was recommending the movie VHS. Just the format. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's kind of firmly down in the VHS format instead of the Betamax. We're, we're still undecided. Um, I've I've bought I've recently bought an HD DVD player. Um, I've, I've got the I've got the book the VHS is based on. It's just called Paper. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I've I've got a really old audiobook version of it called Mini Disc. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks to Vicky, uh, your friend Vicky, who has also retweeted this. Oh, Vicky Custard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mike UKHC, who Mikey. has given us another yep. another cool shout out. Really appreciate it. And we're talking about Gorilla Biscuits. Um, our mutual love thereof. Uh, Next week's discussion, Milky Biscuits. <laughs> uh, 
Our boy Mark McKeown. Yes, our boy in London, our man in London. Uh, he, Mar- he's my bitch, I make him write songs for me. <laughs> Adam Wilson and Dee O'Brien. Adam, uh, Adam's a great friend of ours. Also, uh, thanks to the guy, our, our friends in podcast land, uh, Phantom Eric. Yes, because we are now uh, on the Horrorphilia Podcast yep. Network. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thank, thank you, you to all of them. That's Jason. Uh, Jason. Jason. Yep. And uh, the guys who are involved in that, uh, I think the the kind of the shows that we know of are like the Electric Chair, which is great, with uh, Midnight Corey and uh, Jamie and David, who obviously do develop a podcast. And David gave us a shout out again on the show for yep. analysis of high tension, which he agreed with. <laughs> well, so the, that's cool. The, so we're in the the girl was the protagonist all along. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's also thanks to uh, Shock Horror Magazine, Horror Campaign, and Wally Miko, who uh, who we promised we'd send them some square sausage, but I don't think we will. Oh, I, was gonna, <laughs> I actually was going to buy some square sausage yesterday, so, didn't, so, so that might be winging its way to them. Um, so, thank you so much to everybody who's been listening. We really appreciate it, and really appreciate the feedback. Um, yeah, and share us with your friends if you like it. And feel free to rate us on iTunes uh, if you get a chance. If you leave a comment, we will read it out verbatim. (laughs) So, thank you very much, and goodbye. Yeah, see you, fuckers.